This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Joe. I love basketball. You've been up to much. What's new? Anything going on in your life? This sport. <laughs> Isn't it just the best? It's so, so clear of everything else. Like how, how like we, we've got so much to talk about here and we're not even going to talk about the fact that Shamar Joseph's taken like seven with a seven foot with a broken toe and the West Indies have won their first game in Australia in 30 years. It's phenomenal. We're going to ignore it. Brian Lara cried, but we're, we're talking with, yeah, yeah, cricket. What cricket, did we say cricket. last week about test cricket being alive and everyone everyone shouting from the rooftops about how good a sport it is? Like yeah. today, yeah. this morning, could you have had any better example of that across the globe? Reaction Genuinely in this not. country, down under in Australia obviously in india like it's just nuts i love it i love it so much yeah. unbelievable two minnows two cricketing minnows giant killing in test cricket today the little old basball that everybody said wouldn't work in india has turned up and it's rolled rolled the indians by what 29 runs in the end was it i think the the winning margin um some interesting choices of shots at the end of the test match <laughs> i will say but um how 28 runs we won by but like I, I, i've been i've been awake at 3 30 in the morning for the last four days and i was awake from 4, 3 30 this morning which is why obviously you're listening to the podcast you're not going to see it but joe this is why i look quite tired <laughs> and you have no idea how invested i was in this test match it's been i mean the, the alarm sucks but it's been so good watching the cricket you've got value for waking up at those yeah. ludicrous hours in the morning haven't you like this mo- this morning was the first morning i got up significantly earlier i set my alarm what time i set my time, alarm Joe? 10 to 6 oh 10 to 6 okay. yeah ready ready for ready for the afternoon session that's right so i turned it on and i obviously woke up i thought i'll flip my phone just check the scorecard 
at this yeah. point, Ollie Pope was 196 not out. I was like, right, quickly get downstairs, <laughs> turn the TV on. First ball I watch, he got out. I was like, surely not. You have to be joking. And then obviously stuck at it. Watch the morning highlights in the lunch break. And then yeah, just phenomenal. I mean, as you say, there's so much to unpack, isn't there? But I think, shout out to Tom Hartley. I mean, Im- imagine bowling your first ball in test cricket that gets pumped by Yashavshi Jaiswal for six and then coming back yeah. in the second innings and taking a seven for and leading mm. the bowling attack to victory in India. Honestly, there's so many stats and records that have been broken, isn't there? But incredible. It's been such a surreal four days. Has there... Like, can you think of... Well, I'm struggling really to come up with the questions for this kind of thing, but I think there's a few questions that we really do need to talk about in this in this podcast and how I'm going to edit this down to go out on YouTube. I've got absolutely no idea how I'm going to manage it, but there's a few things. One, where does Ollie Pope's 196 compare to, to English test innings that you've seen in the last probably 20 years? Like how close does it run Ben Stokes at Headingley for that kind of performance from Ollie Pope today? Also... You mentioned Tom Hartley, but Ollie Pope as well. How big of a change, like zero to hero performances from England's first, from those two first innings? As you said, Hartley bowled like an absolute drain in the first innings. He wasn't alone, I will say. Leach bowled poorly, Rayan bowled poorly, um, and it didn't work, did it, for our spinners? Ollie Pope, everybody, including myself, I'll put my hands up. I was sitting there going, I really don't know about Ollie Pope playing spin in India. After the first innings, he what, prodded and poked around for 12, got one before he, before he nicked off. And I was thinking, well, could England bring Jennings back in? He's there with the England A team. Would, would Dan Lawrence potentially play? How on earth have those two boys gone from Ollie Pope, Ollie Pope looking like he couldn't bat, bless him, and Tom Hartley looking like he'd never held a cricket ball before in his life, to two of the most surreal match-winning performances I've ever seen in, in, in Test cricket. Not just English Test cricket, just mental. Yeah, it, it it's crazy to think that that's all happened within the space of forty eight hours, pretty much. The and it's only the Test cricket format that allows something like that to happen in a game, right? Because yeah, that they've literally gone from zero to hero in the same game, ended up being part of the winning side. Whereas you look in other formats, okay, that that, that those the first innings could happen in a 50-over game, for example, and then they come back three days later and they play a game again and they win them that second game or whatever it is by having heroic performances. But this has all happened within the same game and it's only that in Test cricket you're ever going to get that. Someone can literally yeah, go from zero to hero. I don't know how else to put it. Um, and, yeah, there's just so many, so many life lessons within sport, isn't there, right? And this... this particular game has has had that as you say you felt like there were probably a lot of people on both tom hartley and ollie pope's back questioning their ability can they do it in the subcontinent do they deserve to have their place in their team obviously ollie pope's been out injured hasn't played that much cricket tom hartley coming in on debut keyboard warriors all over the shop questioning them and then this this basball mindset that they've obviously got within that England camp to come out and do that under that much pressure 
in India with the record that they've got over the past decade on home turf is yeah. just incredible. And I, I, I don't actually think the, uh, the kind of scope of what they've just achieved will be realised until later on in the week, months. Um, obviously, it's the yeah. first test of five. Oh, we could still lose 4-1. Like we could have our pants pulled down over the next twenty days, and we could lose to four one still. Let, let's let's not ignore that before before there's like an influx of Indian commenters going. It's baseball. It's crap. It's not going to work. We're still going to beat you four one. We know it could happen. Yeah, exactly. Like they've got they've got to back it up, haven't they? Ultimately, but they've put the marker down for in terms of entertaining Test match cricket yet again. That's one thing that they're this team's always delivered on in the however many test matches they've played with uh, the Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes 14, leadership. 14 wins in 19, I think, now, since those two took over. Some record that, when you consider the previous 18 test matches or 17 test matches, however many it was, yeah. without, without a win. And I think we spoke about it on the previous podcast, whether Basball had been a success or not, or trying to trying to figure out whether it had been. And it's like... It's a no-brainer, isn't it? When you look when you look at their performance and the way that they've gone about it uh, in in this test match, yeah, yeah. exhilarating, exhilarating Genuinely. stuff. Unbelievable. Uh, first innings. Let's go back to the first innings. Obviously, Stokes won the toss and had a bat first, and I think that's probably a no-brainer. England all out for two hundred and forty-six with who top scored? Ben Stokes top scored, didn't he? With a bit of a, a bit of a cameo at the end, 70 off 88 before being bowled by an off break from Boomerah and other starts from other people. You've obviously watched the highlights for it. Um, what did you, what were your takeaways from that, from that first innings? Was it anything that stood out for you? Was it, were you disappointed with 246? Did you think that we're well under par? Um, did you think India bowled particularly well? Was like, what were your, what were your thoughts on it? Obviously I've got, I've got my own, but I'll, I'll throw over to you to start with. I was pretty happy with the 246. I must admit, considering how we'd gone in previous tests over there, on the previous tour, other than that first test in Chennai where it was flat or whatever, um, I thought 246, do you know what, that's not a bad effort. And then, obviously, we saw India come out and score 400, and I thought, ooh, maybe we could have done with a few more. Um, I thought... Crawley and Duckett set kind of a, a decent platform at the top as as they've always gone out and been pretty positive, haven't they? And I thought yeah. they didn't change their game plan whatsoever and they, they took the attack to uh, Bummer and Siraj in particular. And then, yeah, obviously with, with the team selection side of things, you always knew that the, the spin was going to come into it from day one and things like that. Um, Bearstow got a decent ball in the first innings from what I remember. Um, yeah, obviously Pope looked a little bit. I think skittish was a was a good good word that had been thrown around. Just a bit like oh, back in Test cricket, what, how do I do this again? Um, yeah. And and Stokes just doing Stokes things, kind of holding it together a little bit. The the the, the live action that I did see of that first innings was the partnership between Stokes and Hartley, and I thought. Yeah, got, yeah, like Tom Hartley showed no fear whatsoever. Like just just trying to muller it, and then Stoke starts hitting bombs as well. Like classic basketball, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Indian Indian spinners kind of 
did what you'd expect them to do you kind of played along to the script a bit I thought in the first innings how about you do you think that we should have scored more or scored more than you were expecting us to score I think I think there were only two blokes that I was really disappointed about how the way they got out and that was Crawley who chipped one down to mid off um, it was there was a really long break in play I think we were waiting for Snicko or or, Ultra, or the ball tracking thing or some one of those two it was a long break in play and the very next ball Crawley just chipped one down to to mid off like so soft and the other one that I was disappointed about was Ollie Pope and that's just because it was you say skittish um, a real scratchy little kind of performance everybody else root maybe like it was a bit of a silly shot to play maybe sweeping on the length but it doesn't matter Bairstow got a cracking ball Ray and Ahmed got a cracking ball Tom Hartley Mark Woods and Stokes at the end you kind of don't expect a great deal Ben Duckett got given out LBW with the ball clipping the top of leg stump like on another day that might have been given not out two four six and as you said India's spinners bowled so well on that day there were so many good deliveries. Bumrah was on perfect form. And because of the performance of those Indian spinners, it completely justified England's team selection. Because again, that was another thing that raised a load of eyebrows, didn't it? The fact that Anderson was on the on the bench. Um, Robinson wasn't even in contention. And we picked three spinners, one of which had never played a test match before. The other one had played one test match before. And obviously, as a young leggy, everybody knows that's going to be a little bit loose. Um, and you kind of start to think, wow, this works. Second innings comes around, though. And it's a question I will ask you at the end of, of this bit is whether you think India actually batted well for 436. Because I've got, I, I don't think they did. I really don't think they batted well for 436. I, bat, I think they batted all right. But I don't think they had to bat well. Like, when you look back through, Jai Swell was the exception to that. I thought it was phenomenal at the end of day one unbelievable the way he took apart Tom Hartley the way he took apart Ray and Ahmed he it was his plan wasn't it to destroy those two boys and it continued throughout the rest of the innings they never got their confidence back KR Rahul 86 of 123 fantastic innings he didn't break a sweat he literally didn't have to take a risk he knew if he could survive the one good ball and over that our spinners could put together in that first innings there would be a full toss a long off a half volley around the corner and you'd pick up I don't know three or four and over without even trying Ravindra Jadeja's 87. Again, he was 50 or 50 balls without doing anything. He only slowed down, really, when Barrett came out and he started to look a bit scratchy. Akshar's 44. Again, our spinners were, in the first innings, were really poor. And I mean really poor. And we've seen it before from England spinners when they've gone to India and gone to Sri Lanka. And you're watching it and it's gone, well, this is overpitched. And clearly it's obvious to see it's overpitched when it's a full toss, but you can see it's overpitched when it's when it's full of a length as well. And that's got nothing to do with the fact they haven't had a warm-up game in India before this this tour. That's just that's poor. It's just it's bad, it's bad skills, essentially. That's not very good English, is it? But it really isn't very good. And I don't think they batted very well for 436. So I actually I wasn't that upset with them, 436. So a few more that I wanted them to have, but I wasn't that bothered. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, based on the fact that, as you say, the inconsistencies and lack of skill execution on a consistent basis from the majority of overs that they faced, 104 overs of spin, like, they, they probably should have dominated a little bit more, I yeah, think. Well, they should have scored a lot more. Fives. Rayan yeah. went at fives. 
Leach went at two and a half, and I don't, I don't know how he's come away with bowling, bowling two and a half. I really don't. Yeah, it's, it is a bit wild, and obviously, I think England did really well to shut them up shop. Um, yeah, day three, morning day three. Yeah, that'd be right, wouldn't it? They, th- yes. they were still batting. I think England did really well to kind of finish the innings off as they did and, and not let India score any more than they did. So to to think that you're saying, do you know what, four three six, okay, England aren't out of this sort of thing, knowing that they pretty much had a lead of 200 or 190 or whatever it was, yeah, seems pretty ludicrous in home conditions, right? Um. Yeah. I think I felt they left so many out there. Yeah, De- like, yeah, mind blowing. A little bit mind blowing, knowing how good yeah. they are. Okay, they are young. They didn't have Coley or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Those batters that have got in and got eighties, Jaiswal, Jadeja, Rahul, Rahul and Jaiswal in particular. You feel like had they have gone on to get a one fifty plus. Okay, we could be thinking, we could be talking a little bit differently. They might have completely battered us out of the game in the first innings and scored six hundred or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see Rohit Sharma's reflections in post-match interviews and where he feels like India lost it in particular. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think you mentioned about six hundred, and I think having watched it, I was. Uh, dis- really disappointed the fact that not one of them turned up. Nobody scored a hundred for India. They they should have got towards six hundred, and they probably should have batted once in this game, and they should have beaten us by an innings. And to be fair, with at one point in the game, it was still looking fairly likely that in- India were going to win by an innings, wasn't it? It was it was a scratchy, scratchy little response in the second innings before England got themselves up to four hundred and twenty. Where were we at one point? Uh, five for 163, four for 140 is where we were um, when Stokes got out. And at that point there, obviously Pope was starting his innings out and sat there watching it, obviously watching the highlights. You're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, this is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? We're going to get rolled here and we're going to lose by an innings in like 20 or something like that. And And you look at it and you go, we don't really deserve it, but Clearly, we were batting. We weren't batting well. Spinners were bowling well. Boomer again, class. And Ollie Pope decided to turn up and play the absolute innings of his life. Like one of, as as I said at the start of the podcast, one of the best innings I've ever seen. One of the best innings I've ever had the privilege of watching. What an unbelievable experience it would have been if you'd have been there in Hyderabad, in the stands, watching Ollie Pope go about his business. It was chanceless until he went past 100 and Akshar dropped him at like, where was it? Fly Gully, I think, roughly, if that's a real position. Um, and great little partnerships. Fantastic little partnership with folks. Great little partnership with Rayan. Great little partnership with Hartley again. And then obviously, bang, 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 right at the end. But the damage had been done. The damage had been done. I sat there on stream and I was thinking, if we can get 100, 150, who knows? Because there is something weird about this England team. I, I don't know exactly how to... Basball's going to make its way in the Oxford Dictionary at some point because... It's not really a word that exists and it will exist before long, but there's something weird about it. And you think, well, if England get up just a little bit up, 
there's something about them that you know they're going to make that hell for India to try and chase that down. So 150, I was thinking, I, I like that as a total. 230, I was like, we are we are in business here, boys. We are in business. They are going to have to go and seriously bat properly to score 230 to win this test. Yeah, 100%. I was listening yesterday morning uh, when we were 20 runs behind or whatever it was, and it felt like India were really on top and on top at that point in the game they'd taken five wickets or or whatever it was and it pretty much felt like they needed to get one of folks or pope out and then you felt like it was probably going to be curtains and and kind of yeah some of the stats they were reeling off on the commentary was of over over half of the test matches in india since the, I, don't, I can't remember the exact number but it was over half of their most recent 15 or something had yeah. finished within three days. So they brought that one out. And then they said something about them winning by an innings in quite a few of their most recent wins as well, obviously. And I thought, well, we've if we can get to the end of the day, that's one thing. Obviously, yeah. get past um, parity. And then, yeah, the importance of those what, 6th, 7th, 8th wicket partnerships with, with Ben Folks, Rayan Ahmed and Tom Hartley. Absolute gold dust. I think that's another important thing that those spinners that were in the lineup in Rayan and Tom Hartley can clearly hold a bat and extend the batting lineup pretty well. Certainly in the way that basketball is set up to go out and attack as well. Like That's very yeah. natural in their games. So for Ollie Pope, I would imagine that's pretty helpful in building his innings as well because he doesn't necessarily feel that much pressure. It's not like he's batting with Jack Leach, for example, and he feels like he's got to turn down singles and just hit boundaries when it gets to that point. Um, He was able to craft his innings really well and, as you say, chanceless until he passed 100. And, yeah, when I saw that Akshar Patel had dropped that catch, I thought, oh that could be a big turning point in this game and a real soda pop as well like a real absolute sitter somehow somehow K.R. Rahul managed to drop a simpler one <laughs> later on but it was yeah a real a real sitter for a match off yeah and it's little things like that Ollie Pope's obviously thought right do you know what maybe maybe it is my my innings here I'm gonna go in cash in and then all of a yeah. sudden like as you say you thought you thought one fifty plus. If you can get a lead of that, okay, you're in the game. As close to two hundred as possible. Brilliant. Two thirty. Right. Okay. I'm beginning to feel a lot more confident here, because the 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 mental side of the game comes in a lot more. You think with their young batters, and you saw that in Shubman Gill. Obviously, he could only last a couple of balls and. Good catches from Ollie Pope as well um, in that kind of bat pad region. He couldn't stay out of the game at that point. But, yeah, you always felt like with this England team, they could churn a result out with a lead of 2.30. Yeah, particularly when you saw some of the way that the England lost their wickets as well with the ball keeping low, with it turning big. The folks' wicket in particular (laughs) um, early this morning that pretty much just rolled straight along the floor and he looked so disappointed and Pope was kind of like, well, it's not really much you can do about that. But 230, the ball turning, the ball not really bouncing 
And all of a sudden, all the England fans are sitting there thinking, yep, where's something, something could happen here. Something could happen. You could see the mentality in India changed. You could see them in the field. Um, there were lots of double teapots about. There was there was a few kind of heated conversations between the two. There was one moment in particular that Jasper Boomer, I don't know whether you saw this one, as Ollie Pope was taking a single, um, was kind of stood still and then almost stepped in his way and almost dropped a shoulder in him. And that there was like, you boys are rattled. Like there is something, something's gone wrong in your noggins here. And Basball, Bas, the little Basball worm has just got itself into you and it's just nibbling away which is an interesting way to describe basketball but i think it kind of works anyway and then tom hartley turns up tom hartley they throw the ball to tom hartley on the was it the third, third or over, over, I, think. I think i think third it was over, a third yeah one yeah maybe. and i have to say watching it i was thinking well i know you're not going to bowl as badly as what you did on the first one otherwise you're never seeing a test shirt ever again in your life I didn't expect him to bowl as well as what he did. Seven, seven for 62. He's gone. So let me, so 26.2 overs, five maidens, seven for 62, at an economy of 2.35 compared to a first innings, 25 overs, two for 131 at an average of, uh, sorry, an economy of 5.2. Chalk and cheese, like completely different. And that, that Rob Key release point from Tom Hartley, what a pick, what a pick. You love the release point chat. And <laughs> do you know what? Fair play to them. It it was bold. We weren't sure if that he was going to play this first test match, but they went with it. And do you know what? They might have been they might have been quaking after that first innings showing, but he shook off the nerves and and proved any doubters that he did have completely wrong. Obviously, I've, I've heard a lot of chat about it was brilliant that he's a spinner and he's getting his debut in India. He's 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 in an environment where he should do well. But also there's the flip side of that. There's pressure on him to get wickets because he knows that he's got no better opportunity to get wickets really. Um yeah. and yeah, it's it's just it's just so so good, so good for sport and just any kind of youngsters out there that if you backs up against the wall and, and you've not had a particularly good innings in with the bat or something, and you're an all-rounder, and then you've got this brilliant opportunity with the ball to not rectif rectify your uh, shortcomings, but sh show your talent. And essentially, that's what he's done. You could tell from his first over, like... The way it was coming out, the way he was running up, like he had so much more rhythm. It looked a bit bit part uh, for me of what yes, I saw yeah. saw of him in the first innings. Drag downs, full tosses, like he just poor bloke had yeah a real lack of consistency. Um, and I think it's been mentioned as well, like the way that he went about his batting in both of his innings probably gave him a little bit more confidence going into the fourth yeah. innings with the ball. Because he felt yeah. like he contributed to the team in that sense, so yeah. I, I'm yeah. I mean, hats off to him. He was under a lot of pressure as well, knowing that Jack Leach was also carrying that leg injury. So he knew that he had such a big role to play, and he's delivered. There's not much more they could have asked for from him. I don't think. No, no, he was brilliant. I think um, 
I think after he completed his first or second over, I think there there was a real awareness that there was almost like blood in the water, so to speak. Like Jaiswal in the first innings hit him for six twice in his first over, first off the first ball. There was no intent from India to do the same. They they were they were nervous about that that run chase and they were they were very pedestrian and very kind of tried to be very sure of themselves to get to that 131. And actually in hindsight, would it have been better if Jaiswal had, had taken a little risk? There was a partnership with Shreyas and Jadeja, who you would say would be their their last two like recognised batters. I know Ashwin's got five test hundreds, which is a ridiculous thing to say about a bloke who's coming in at number nine. Clearly, he's a bit dozy looking at the shot that he played to get out to. KS Barat, really young in his career, don't know a great deal about him. And I thought there was a moment there that it was like, one of you two need to, you need to stick or twist here. And right now you need to twist. Because if you keep going like this, there's going to be one that's going to roll along the floor. As it turns out, one of the most ridiculous bits of fielding by Ben Stokes you'll ever see in your life. How he keeps doing it, I don't know. Did it in 2019 in the World Cup. NASA wasn't on commentary, so we didn't get it. But this time, some one-handed pickup, underarm flick, behind his legs, like over his head. Jadeja's gone, one of the quickest blokes in world cricket. He looks like he's pulled his hamstring as well, which isn't particularly good for India going forward. And England have won. England have won. And just to sum this last little section up, Joe, before I think we might need to like take just a little bit of a breather. Um, Ollie Pope, player of the match, or have you got an argument for have you got an argument for somebody else? No, Ollie Pope. I think you could uh, you could argue Tom Hartley in that he had to take he took seven out of the ten wickets. However, yeah. without Ollie Pope's contribution under that pressure in that context, his record against spin, how he's done in India before. Superb, yeah. As you said, one of the modern great test innings that you will see. I've got my player. <sighs> I'm ready. Um. Okay. okay. You can ask the first question. Oh, that's incredibly generous. I think I opened the batting last week as well, but I'll take it again. Is your player? Is your player male? Yes. Is your player male? No. Oh, huge for the program. Tidy. Huge for the program. Cool. I thought I'd, thought I'd just thought I'd just kind of mix it up a little bit for you. Uh, is your player currently active? Are they are they non-retired? I suppose is the question I'm trying to ask. Yes, non-retired. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is oh, is your has your player played in the last twenty four hours? One moment, please call it. I didn't expect that to come through as a question. Uh, no, they have not. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, is your player from the Northern Hemisphere? No. Is your player active? Correct, yes. Is your player a batter? Yes. Is your player English? They are. Yes. Ooh, yes. Would your player play in what I'm describing as the Trans-Tasman Derby? It's New Zealand and Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd clarify. Yes. <laughs> okay, brilliant. That's a great way of me trying to like figure out whether it's one of those two countries. Um, okay. Is your is your player a spinner? That's a great question actually. I will go by what it says on um on ESPN Crick Info. And I'll say yes, because the bowling style is right arm off break. Okay, excellent. And she does bowl. Okay. Uh, so I've got an Aussie or a Kiwi. Has your player played today? Yes. <laughs> so I've got an Aussie batter that's played in today's test match. <laughs> Hello. A female English off spinner. Not necessarily just an off spinner, so it could be an all-rounder. Um, Bowls off spin. Yeah, that's what ESPN says. Do they are they playing? Are they due to play in the WPL? Oh, now you're asking me a question. Um, yes, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety nine percent certain the answer is a yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, what? So hang on, I need an Australian batter that played in this test match. Let me get the scorecard up. Do I just have a guess now? I've got like a one of seven shout, haven't I here? So I'm between. The thing is, for me, Mitch Marsh is an all rounder. Alex Carey's a wicket keeper, so those two are, are gone. Cam Green is an all-rounder. So I've got a one of four. In my head, I've got a one of four shout. Did yours, has yours recently got a king pair? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. One of three. Does yours play regional cricket for Vipers? Yes. Now I need to have a guess. Now I need to have a guess. I need to get this right. Is it Steve Smith, is it Kawaja, or is it Labashane? Ah, where do I think you've gone? Is your Steve Smith? Incorrect. Oh. Roll one. No. Okay, so... The answer to your question is yes, Joe. <laughs> Danny Wyatt. Yes, it's Danny Wyatt. Bugger. Who, who was it? Marnus or Uzi? Uzi. Damn, man. Oh, I'm going to get one of these one day. I am going to get one of these that one day. That was a good one. A lot of questions I think in that's there. that's the best one we've done. Yeah, yeah best nice. one we've done. Well played. 3-0 to you. Well batted. <laughs> Thank you. I might get involved at some point. You never know. I might trouble the scorers. <laughs> questions from the Patreon. If people are interested, there's a link in the description of the podcast. You can join the Patreon. There's loads of stuff that you benefit from it, including asking questions on the podcast. JT, the cricket umpire, asked and answered his opened his question with assuming still assuming India still win this test match. So well done, JT. The honking take of the year goes to you, and I'm not going to answer the rest of it. Gone. Dennis, his question. As we can all clearly see, our spin bowling isn't as good as other countries. Ironic, considering Hartley's just taken seven foot, but I think the point still stands. Do we need a new spin bowling coach? why are we not as good as other countries or how could we get better any thoughts um i don't it's not been it's 
it feels like there's like the odd hidden gem that comes through in England in the spin department um yeah every once in a while obviously when you've got conditions that are more conducive to seam and pace bowling you're going to see more success in that generally because the percentage of wickets that are taken with pace or seam bowling whatever you want to call it is probably higher i mean i don't have a solid stat to back that up but there's more case to probably bowl pace in this country. You would think... I don't know if it comes down to the coaching necessarily. Um, No. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to... I am interested to see how Shoaib Bashir's career kind of tracks um, in terms of coming through as a potential top quality off-spinner. But yeah, it's yeah, I, agree. Ju- I just I feel like other countries are better suited to having successful spinners, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think like our counties seem to get fined every time they create a pitch that turns yeah. anyway. So there's no real incentive for them to create a, like a, an environment for them to thrive. Like every time Somerset created a pitch, they get fined. Every time Essex created a pitch, they get fined. Yet we'd seem quite happy to as you said, produce a green top that, that nips around all over the place and a bunch of blokes who bowl 68, 72 mile an hour take atfuls of wickets in the champo. And we go, oh, county cricket's good, isn't it? And it is, um, but I don't know whether that helps. They do go on spin bowling camps, don't they? They do go out to India. Um, I know a lot of the guys, they seem to kind of go and kind of self-source their own stuff, don't they? Like Amar Verdi's in India, I think, at the moment. And I don't think there's any obligation for him to be out there. Um, like working hard. And I think it probably is, Dan. I think Dennis is probably right. I think pound for pound, I think India's worst spinner is probably better than our best one. Um, but in reality, if if the pitches do turn, it, it does seem as though that does level the playing field somewhat. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. I it's pretty ingrained in our in our cricketing culture, I think, and I don't see it changing massively regardless of who's the coach or what really they decide to allow them to do. And if they did say you could produce a spinning pitch, it'd probably be wet all summer and it wouldn't turn anyway. So moving on ads late edition for the podcast this was added at seven minutes past 12 who do you pick for the next test if conditions are the same and if they're not i think we'll talk about that like in a bit so we'll save that one adam um where does this test rank in the pantheon of england test wins obviously we i can only really talk about the last the last few years rather than going all the way back to the 1930s but without sounding like a like a professional sportsman i mean it's got to be right up there joe and I mean, that was, it? it's got to be right up there. That was yeah. what I was going to say, to be fair. Um, yeah, no, it absolutely is. I think, unquestionably, there's few England test wins away from home that I can remember yeah. that have been this good. Obviously, you mentioned earlier on about the head in the test. That was phenomenal. Um, yeah. But in terms of away from home, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Um I think going into it, knowing that they were going to be under a lot of scrutiny, it felt with putting Basball under the test in Indian conditions as well. Um, and they've come yeah. through that in the first test. And yeah, the, the circumstances as well, I think, are a credit to the mindset and everything in the camp. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't personally remember away from home other victory 
maybe one of the Ashes wins down under when we won there, like yeah. sprinkler time. Obviously when we won in India before, but yeah, epic. Yeah, it'd be top five easily, wouldn't it? Like Edge Baston 05 probably would be there. Um, as you said, one of those 11-12 Ashes series, maybe the one at the MCG when like Cook, Trot and um, Strauss all, all scored massive hundreds, didn't they? That top three. Maybe that one. This one, of course. Um, Headingly 2019. And maybe uh, there was one that Bearstow went mental down in South Africa, didn't he? One of those days. That, that was a, another incredible game that was him was that um, him and stokes I'm, again that day i think so yeah yeah and clearly clearly there's going to be more further back like both of them in in 75 76 was it was it, or was it 80 76 75 wasn't it both of them ashes was it wasted on me dan oh, i should terrible. be better well, we should be better they'll all be um they'll all be unsubscribing but anyway yeah <laughs> right up there uh, is this the best day of test cricket in the in modern history? That's from Josh. And I think that one incorporates then today with England versus India and also the West Indies versus Australia. The best day of test cricket in what, oh, the last it... last ten years, fifteen years, twenty years? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. Because there's four nations involved and Yeah. The two that happened to be in the World Test Championship final six months ago have both been turned over against the odds on their home turf. Yeah. West Indies hadn't, hadn't won a Test match in Australia in 26 years, literally the year I was born. It's and a, and a guy and a guy that hadn't played a game of professional cricket this time a year ago has come in and taken seven yeah. wickets in the innings with a broken toe. No, it's Incredible. not broken. Oh, is it not, not broken, broken? Just split in half. Just mashed, but he still got like in his second test match. It's just an incredible achievement with all that they've yeah. achieved over the last twelve months yeah. in particular. And I think the fact that both of the victories, yeah, came against the odds away from home. Brilliant, so good for test yeah. cricket. Yeah, unreal. I mean, West Indies were five for nothing, weren't they? Until uh, Josh De Silva and I can't remember the other guy put on like seventy, eighty each. As you said, like the guy who's never really played much cricket has turned up and bowled really quick. Like 147 Ks was showing up on the speed gun. I don't know what that means in English money, like 90 plus, but obviously rapid. There were a few takes from Josh behind the sticks where he was like jumping up above his head to take them. And it's lovely. It's so good, isn't it? To see to see favourites get, get turned over. Um, and it's hard to... If it was hard to kind of say that that test match for England, where does it rank in the pantheon of England tests? I think it's going to be even harder to say that today, the 28th of January, 2024, isn't one of the greatest, if not the greatest day of test cricket that we've had in the last 10, 10 at least 10 years, I think. Um, almost felt like a bit like a soccer Saturday, didn't it? With the two tests going on at the same time, like multi-screen going on. And yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the last thing is that the that, that cricket umpire JT uh, did acknowledge the fact that his question aged well. So um, well done for the self-awareness. I'm a big fan of it. I am a big fan of it. But say 15 minutes left in this podcast, maybe 10, depending on how many words I've got left in me. I don't know whether I've got many or not at this stage, but the next test starts on Friday in Vizag. I 
can't possibly pronounce the entire the entire place. I, I couldn't do it because I wouldn't know. What do England do? Do they? What, how do they? How do they sort this eleven out? Does Jack Leach play? Is he going to be fit? They said it's a hematoma, which is obviously a bit of an internal bleed, isn't it? Which causes a bit of a lump and a nasty bruise. That doesn't actually go down that quick from experience. Um, does Jimmy come back into the team? Show Bashir's available. Do they still go three spinners? Because I think, I think genuinely, I think they pretty much got the selection spot on for the first test. But yeah, where, where do you think they go? Yeah, I think they have to monitor Jack Leach, I would say. Um, but at the same time, they know how important he is to the team and the match-winning performances that he can put in and going 2-0 up would be massive. But then at the same time, you know that you want him, for the, you want him to play the majority of the series. So I think yeah. that feels like it's uh, their biggest question mark is what I would probably say. Um, I don't know if there's a case for potentially swapping out Wood for, for Jimmy, uh, yep. maybe. Um, but if it's anything like the, I guess, domin dominance of the use of spin, how crucial is that? Um fifth bowler and Seema I, I, feel, I feel like yeah the, playing the three main spinners and then obviously the addition of Root is you feel like that's how the series is going to go to be quite frank um, but yeah it could could be worth bringing Jimmy in yeah I think so I, as I say I think they got it spot on with this one and I know at points at hindsight people were kind of questioning why Anderson wasn't there particularly after that first innings Clearly, Anderson's seam was going to be much better than what Rayan and Tom Hartley were serving up. But as it turns out, it's worked. Um, I think they stick with Rayan just because he does provide that variability, particularly with the tail as well. Like they, they look a little bit flappy, don't they, the tail? And having a guy that can turn the ball big both ways could be really important with getting rid of like 9, 10, 11. And I think he's only going to get better as the as the series goes on. I think India will continue to target him, mind you, but I think I think he'll get better. I'd like to see Anderson in, and I think at the moment I'd like to see Anderson in for Mark Wood. I think Anderson's got as much of a chance of bowling reverse swing better than what Mark Wood has. Um, so I'd like to see that that move. But I understand why they went that way around in the first test. If Jack Leach can't play. And as you said, it's probably better Jack Leach plays one, three, four, and five rather than one, two, and then done. Um, where do they go? Do, do, I, I don't know whether Shah Bashir comes in. I don't know whether he does. Although, how, how can you predict anything that this basketball kind of team does? They're just as likely to go, yeah, Shoaib, you've not been in India for a week. Have a test cap. You'll go out and take five for, or seven for even, and we'll go 2 nil up in the series. Like, who could possibly bet against it? But... I think it's. I think then it would be between Wood and Leach with more reliance on Root bowling as a third spinner. I think is the way I would. I would look at it. And the batting obviously stays unchanged. There's no chance that you change that top six or top seven. Yeah, and I mean Root was brilliant, wasn't he? He, mm. he he's got he's got a brilliant record and average in India. I think below twenty five from what I remember seeing. Um, yeah. <laughs> To say that he kind of led the spin attack 
alongside Leech from an experience point of view, like, yeah. was pretty, I mean, fair play to him. We've obviously seen him take wickets in the subcontinent before, but he, I don't know, yeah, I thought Root was quality um, in, yeah, helping the team out as he took four wickets in the first innings, didn't he? And yeah, yeah. touche. We'll see what they do. batting all-rounder now. I think he is a genuine mm. batting all-rounder. I don't know how many test wickets he's got, but it wouldn't surprise me if he finishes his, his career with, with 100 test wickets across. Cause, I mean, he's going to play for another three or four, isn't he, at least, I would say. And the spin bowling seems to be getting better. Um, and he, But then again, having all said that, I wouldn't be upset if England were unchanged going into this into the second test, if the conditions suit, of course. But I don't know. The, the next question, I guess, really, just to kind of round off the podcast and to round off this little mm. part of it is... I mean, what do India do? On two parts, really. What do India do with the selection? We know that Kohli's not around until the third one. Um, he's made himself unavail- unavailable for the first two. So unless they bring in uh, Patty Dar, but I would guess they would stick with their batting lineup. With the experience of Rahul, Shubman Gill's played a lot of test cricket. Jaiswal's done nothing wrong. Rohit's obviously the captain. Um, that That works, I think. What do they do with the... What do they ask the, the pitch curators to do do they create another one that brings England's three spinners into the game like they did with this one and then clearly that kind of negates the absolute skill and wizardry of Ashwin Jadeja and and Akshar because then the England boys can go and do something relatively similar and get the same level okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ...of assistance. Do they prepare a flat pitch? Do they like prepare an absolute motorway of a pitch and just try and bat England out the game? India win the toss, bat first, 700 for something, like doubles for Rowett, big ones from KL, and and then over the course of the next three, three, two and a half, three days, they just bowl England out through pure attrition because just volume of overs and deliveries from Ashwin. I don't know. Let's talk about the pitch first. What do you reckon? Which, which way do you reckon they go? Uh, I'd like to see something similar. I think yeah. it was a good test. Um, obviously, it kept its level of spiciness, didn't it, with its variable bounce. Um and obviously, turn it's it's India. I think you want to see players playing against spin and testing themselves. Obviously, against that trio in Jadeja Ashwin and Akshar Patel is a, a really good battle for the England batters. And I think credit to them the way that they took the positive approach against them, utilizing the sweeps and etc. I yeah I I don't think I'd want to see a flat pitch in the second test. Um, I hope that that's not the case. More 
bat feeball battles. Yeah. It's a risk though. It's a you win the toss and you bat first on it as India and you're looking like a really good place. As we saw in Chennai in 2021, England win the toss and bat first on it. Brute double hundreds and whoever else contributed in that game, I can't remember without looking at the scorecards. Then India are kind of staring down the barrel of, of, a, of a late 600s kind of score. And the other thing as well, it's going to happen bloody quickly with this England team if it was to happen. So there'd be so much time left in the game to, to pick up in 20 Indian wickets. So it is a risk to go that way around, but I, I agree with you. I think what I would love to see is a similar kind of pitch. Um, do I want to see it any more, any dustier? Probably not. I don't think so. I think it was. I think it was about perfect. Really, it, it did turn from day one and, and great. Like the spinners bowled well and took wickets. You could still bowl seam on it and be successful. Just look at Jasper Bumrah through that Test match. You could score runs out there if you applied yourself. Look at Ollie Pope. It was it was a good test pitch. And what do you think of what do you think about the the, the playing eleven? Do you think India make any changes? Is there is there a knee jerk reaction to this basketball mindset? Have India seen something in this first test, fans, players, management, that they didn't actually expect to see? They've obviously spoken a lot about it. They've been really positive about the fact that they think it brings themselves into the game a lot more. But are they a little bit now kind of oh wow? This is this thing's actually real. It's not just a, it's not just a newspaper headline. There's something about this bunch. Yeah, and I think we touched on it last week about how Sharma, in particular, as captain, was going to respond to England's approach and the kind of the way that they go about their business. And they were clearly rattled, um, and you can even see the way that they lost their last few wickets. Um, Obviously, I guess there was a little bit of time pressure knowing that it probably wasn't going to go to tomorrow in, in yeah. all fairness. Um, but I, I don't know if they change the team. I don't know. I think I think they could be quite happy in keeping the team the same, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, had, had those batters that got themselves in in India's first innings, just applied themselves in the same way that Ollie Pope did, then we could have been looking at this test match in a slightly different vein. And they have the home advantage in the conditions. So I don't know. I think if I was Rohit Sharma, I'd just be asking for a little bit more application. If you get yourself in, like, just be greedy. Be selfish. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. But... Yeah, it it's good that they're rattled and and you can see. Yeah, it it it's worked out well for England in that they've got in the Indians' heads in the first Test match and won. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. My final point, um, Joe, before we kind of call this a day, um, is was Siraj was he the right pick? I know Shami. I don't think Shami's fit right now. Um, but India went in with two seamers. England only went in with one and had the four spinners. Do they regret picking Siraj? He's bowled. What's he bowled? Seven overs. He's bowled 11 overs in the match. And I think he's wicketless. He's wicketless in 11 overs. Not, not out in the first innings. He's clearly not there for his batting, is he? 12 off 20 in the second one. Could there have been an argument to have picked Cooley? Could they have gone for four spinners? Um, 
potentially that's an option for them in the in the fourth test. If, of course, the, the conditions are right, then maybe it gives Rowett another option. It might be a slightly more wicket-taking option. I think Siraj is class, but just just a, just a final kind of thought on it. Yeah, I think if they decide to produce a similar pitch, then that could be a question that they ask of themselves and almost match England in the four spinners department. And with Cooley being a left-arm wristy, that is another different threat that they've got um, in addition to obviously the three high quality spinners that they already have in their attack and potentially more of a wicket taking threat if the pitch is similar Um, yeah I think potentially that is where they could have done with another bit of variety in their bowling attack and not having so much on their spinners but the spinners did pretty well in general. I just think England and Ollie Pope, obviously in particular, negated the threat of them in the second innings and were able to score runs against them and just be really clever with the way that he in particular crafted his innings with his sweeps and manipulating the field and all things like that. So I think, yeah, you've got to give kudos to, to the England batters and, and taking it to their spinners. 100%. 100%. Well, Joe, thanks again for your company. 1-0 up. Test cricket is alive and well. And we all start again at 4 o'clock in the morning on Friday. So I've enjoyed that podcast. What a great episode. Cheers, Joe. Thanks, Dan. Absolute badgery. Catch you next week. Podcast Network.